You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. Today we are on episode 184, so we're we're getting up there. It's December, Thanksgiving's behind us, and uh, it'll be Christmas before we know it, so... Anyhow, it's episode 184. The title of today's episode is What Types of Chemicals Do You Spray on Toxic Mold? Probably, (laughs) that's probably one of the the most common questions I get. Um, And it's also one of the biggest myths out there when it comes to toxic mold. Um, It's it's interesting because I, I haven't checked for a long time, but even a few years ago in the EPA's handbook, when it comes to mold, it says you can spray bleach on, on mold. Um, and is that true? Well, you can, but you shouldn't, in my opinion. And am I saying the EPA is wrong? No, I just, I do believe they need to clarify it maybe a little bit. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We're not getting into government entities, but the reason to kind of touch on that, the reason I think they say it is, is if you are dealing with mold on a non-cellulose material, you can spray it with bleach. But at that point, it's typically classified as mildew, so it's not even mold. Even then, I wouldn't recommend you just go spraying stuff because you don't know what you're dealing with. So, you know, if it's just, if it's a mildew in your shower on your tile, in my opinion, I obviously always recommend professionals. Um, but if it was my house, would I be okay just spraying it and cleaning it up? Of course. Um, but I have the chemicals, I have the experience and the expertise. So, um, but I don't want to freak you all out and say you can't, you know, 
you can't clean off that mildew on your tile, by all means you can. That doesn't mean you have a mold problem. And like I said, it's typically a mildew problem. When when I get asked that question, um, a lot of my clients, because we do mold mitigation, obviously I focus more on the digital side of our company, but I do get asked, obviously in the mitigation part, well, so do you spray chemicals when you do mold mitigation? And of course, I say, yeah, of course we do. Well, I'm sure you as a listener, you're like, well, hold on here. He just told us that you don't do that. Like I said, with cleaning up the mildew, you know, the right professional should be doing it. And when we're using chemicals, we we are not using chemicals as a standalone to treat mold. That's not how you treat mold. You know, a lot of a lot of mitigation companies and other mold specialists might want to argue that and say, well, you know, if it's only surface mold or... Well, at the end of the day, you don't really know. Are there times where you can only just spray something on mold and it takes care of it? In my opinion, no. There has to be more steps to that process. So I do want to be clear that as mitigation companies, we do go in and we do spray chemicals on mold. There are just other steps we have to take to get rid of it. And that's, you know, I'm not going to give give out all the ways, but there's common ways that people know. You can dry ice blast. You can sand, you can soda, baking soda blast. There's other, you know, there's other steps you have to take. So, and also on top of that, what I want you to understand is, is when we're spraying things on mold, we're doing it um, in a mitigation process that involves very strict protocols. You know, we have SOPs that we have containments and air scrubbers and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, when a lot of times I have clients that say, yeah, you know, I Googled it, YouTubed it, whatever, and I put up a containment and I went and bought an air scrubber and I bought an ozone machine and, you know, we did this and we did that and sprayed. And so they think that they did it right. And I'm not saying you, you didn't, but on the other hand, you know, we're certified. We do this all the time. We use air scrubbers even in a different manner depending on how we're using them. So they can be used in different ways, meaning negative air machines or as an air scrubber. So be careful when 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 you hear people say, Yeah, I don't I, I wasn't gonna pay, you know, Steve's company, CNC contractor services, I wasn't gonna pay them fifteen thousand dollars to do something I could do and buy the equipment. Well, you're paying us $15,000 because we have steps that we take as our company. We don't, there's no mitigation company out there that does everything the same way. Um, Well, not that I know of. And I know the steps we take, we're very thorough. Um, So, you know, the reason you're paying the $15,000 is because you're getting the quality and on top of that, the experience that our crews have. So um, be careful. Uh, I'm not sure why I got off on that a little bit, but just be careful if you think you can take care of it, you know, on your own. Um, so another thing I get asked, like, so, okay, Steve, you just said you guys do spray chemicals. What do you use? Well, that's a tough question to answer. We use different chemicals for different materials and for different reasons. You know, foggers are used with different chemicals. Foggers are used for different reasons. Um, that's why it's hard to answer the question. You can Google professional mold chemicals and if you find something that's sold at your local hardware store it's probably not the stuff we use does that mean we never use it no but most of those chemicals people think you can spray mold to kill it um you can't 
mold, you, you can't kill mold. So uh, mold is naturally present in the air. If it's trying to grow into wood, um, killing it, you might prevent it from becoming viable or stop it from being viable. So it's in a non-viable state, but you didn't get rid of it. So um, especially if it's not a surface mold. My point is, is if you look at what what most chemicals are, if you actually read it, they're stain removers um, it's at your local hardware stores. So be careful of, you know, once again, going back to the do-it-yourselfers, thinking that you can just take care of it on your own. You Googled it. Okay, let's just say you Googled it and you ordered it from Amazon and it's it's a fungicide or it's a biocide and it's got a fancy name to it. Once again, you know, you need to know how you're using that product and what you're using it on because the last thing you need is to be spraying a stain remover on a, a deep-rooted mold infestation in your crawl space and all you're doing is spreading the mold. And on top of that, you can be feeding it. So that's kind of something I wanted to tap into a little bit as far as, you know, people say, well, why can't I just spray Clorox on mold? Um, the reason why, and that's what I hear all the time, bleach. You know, why can't I use bleach and mold? Well, if you look at the ingredients, for the most part, 90 to 95% of that chemical is water. It's 5% whatever type of chemical, whatever brand you're buying. So it's 5% of a harsh chemical and 95% water. When you spray that on the mold, let's just say it's on a floor joist. When you spray that, that 5% chem that's chemicals, harsh chemicals, it's going to evaporate quickly. And where do you think the 90, 95% water goes? Into the wood. So you're, you're literally forcing deeper mold growth. So that's why as a standalone practice, you do not just spray mold. So then the question would come up again. Well, Steve, so so you said you guys do spray mold. Well, when you do mitigation, are you promoting, you know, further mold growth or deeper mold growth into that substance or material? No, we're not, because we we have other steps that we're taking after that. And like I said, I'm I don't go over our mitigation practices, but there's more to it. We know that we're we're not promoting deeper mold growth. So keep that in mind. Um, so then our last question usually um, is, you know, I heard that you can just spray kills or a waterproofer on mold. Is that true? Well, you, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but is that what you should do? No. Um, so, you know, what what is the purpose of that waterproofer? Um, kills doesn't sponsor our podcast. So if you guys are listening, reach out to me. Um, but anyhow... A waterproofer, like what, so why, you know, why or when is it okay to use it? So let me say this first and foremost, do we use waterproofers? Yes, we do. Um, do we use those waterproofers to encapsulate mold? No, we don't. We use that as a preventative step. And that's one of the last steps in the process that we follow. Once again, I have um, a process that we follow. If I don't give it away just for, for trade reasons. Um, but we, you know, and most companies use waterproofers, um, but we don't use them. If you, if you're hiring a mold mitigation contractor that comes in and just sprays a waterproofer over the top of the mold, that's, 
it's not getting rid of it. You're encapsulating the mold. And if the, the wood is wet, which typically that's what they'd spray it on, or the sheetrock, you're literally encapsulating the moisture too. So you're trapping the moisture in there. So you're you're going to have a major mess on your hands. You know, it might take five years. It might take 15 years. It might take five months. But if you encapsulate mold, um, you, you're going to regret it. So um, why do we put that waterproofer on? The reason we use it, like I said, we use it at the end. It's a preventative measure so that if there was elevated humidity levels, let's say we sprayed it on a floor joist in a crawl space, once we've removed all the mold with the processes that we follow, um, we put that waterproofer on, and that's so that if the if the humidity gets elevated in that crawl space and mold tries to grow, it can't become viable because it doesn't have its food source. The food source is the wood, the cellulose material. So what it's going to do is it's going to try to grow, but it's on that waterproofer. At that point, does that mean there's no mold infestations? There's no viable mold growth down there? It'll be viable until the humidity drops below 60%. But once it drops below that, it's not viable. It's still harmful, um, but it does go into a dormant state. That's what I mean by non-viable. And to mitigate that, it's it's a simple process to get rid of that. It's, it's very similar to chemicals that you would use on your, your, your grout or your tile in your bathroom when you have mildew on it. So that's why we use it. We don't use it to encapsulate mold. Um, that's not the proper way. And instead of paying us $15,000 to get rid of the mold properly and put waterproofers on it, if you want to pay a company 5000 to come fog chemicals, that's up to you. But I'm telling you from from my perspective and from a, a mold specialist perspective, you never mitigate mold that way. So that's that's how I view waterproofing. And a lot of people just refer to it as kills. So that's not mold mitigation. That's mold encapsulation. So never do that. Um, that's our call to action. Like never, if you see what you think is mold, let's just say you're standing in your master bath shower and you look up and you see these little dots up there and you know it keeps getting worse. Don't grab a can of kills and spray all that. All you're doing is you're covering it up. You're not getting rid of it. And you're also not addressing what's causing it. What's causing it? Elevated humidity. Why is the humidity elevated? You don't have an exhaust fan or proper ventilation in there. So never grab a can of a waterproofer and paint over mold. It's not the right thing to do and you're not actually addressing the problem. You're literally putting a band-aid on something that's going to have to have stitches. So uh, like I've said, it's all of this is obviously my opinion, um, but we get the results we get and we have the clientele we have because of the way we approach everything. So anyhow, if you know anybody that um, is not sure what's making them sick, they're not sure who to use for mitigation, who to use for testing, please refer them to this podcast. Obviously, you're listening, but tell them, hey, you know, there's a great podcast. It's called The Toxic Mold Podcast. I listen to it on whatever you're listening to on iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, tell them to come subscribe. I would really appreciate that because we are we're well over 50,000 listens. So we're, we're really getting a, a large audience and it's because of, of you as a listener. So I appreciate that and have a wonderful day. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the Mold Investigation Checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free Mold Investigation Checklist today. You can also, on cnccontractorservices.com, find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com. <laughs>